You're listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is to be the best mom ever, and most importantly, stay sane while you do it. So today, let's talk about five things that new mommies and new babies actually don't need. Now, when you're a new mom, it's really tough because it's like this whole new category of products and things that you think you need, but you actually don't need. If it was up to me, I could actually make a probably 50 page list of things that you don't need. So I'll definitely circle back to this topic and put out some more videos on things that you don't actually need. But today I wanted to just talk about five that you don't need because they are pretty popular ones. And I feel like this five was kind of the some of the most important to go ahead and get out there. So I'm going to go right ahead and get into it. Number one thing that you do not need for your baby that you don't need to buy as a new mom is baby shoes. So remember, when your baby first comes, they're not walking. And it's really hard not to buy the cute little baby shoes because they're adorable. You know, if you have a baby shower, people will get you baby shoes because they're super cute. Maybe they come like with an outfit or whatever. They're nice to have if you live in an area that's super cold, you know, and you're having your baby in the wintertime, maybe you have to take them out for doctor's appointments and you want that added layer of protection, sure. So definitely don't spend like $50 on a pair of, you know, zero to three months shoes because they are going to be out of those zero to three months, probably in two weeks, and it's going to be a huge waste of money. So save your money, you know, put your money where it's actually going to count. You know, I did live, you know, in a colder environment as well with a newborn. And even still, when I took them out to doctor's appointments and things like that, I wrapped them so much in blankets. I did use a lot of socks and I got thicker socks just for going out. But, you know, it just really wasn't cost effective to get the newborn shoes. And it also wasn't practical as well, because sometimes their little feet are oddly shaped and they don't actually even fit in the shoes. For example, my firstborn, the way she was positioned in my belly, this poor girl came out with um, what they call almost like a convex foot. So her feet actually retracted backwards the other way. I'm telling you, some newborn can be scared when they first come out. And my first one, although she's as cute as a button, but there was a couple of scary things and like the reverse foot thing kind of freaked me out. So her ankles weren't in the right place either. So shoes didn't even work. And that's, you know, a case with a lot of women, especially petite women, the babies just kind of smashed all up in there. They crunched up their little limbs, you know, it's almost like when they come out, they inflate. It's like they come out of the womb, they have a couple of months out and everything starts to fill out and settle in where it's actually going to be. So don't waste your money buying baby shoes. You know, people give them to you for a shower gift. That's great that you don't have to buy them, but definitely something that should not be a priority on the list of things to buy. Next thing I actually will say, and this one might raise some flags because there are some people out there who are like die hard on this one, but I actually will say diaper rash cream you know, and there's a lot of name brand um, diaper rash creams out there. They're super, super thick. And of course you apply them if your baby gets a diaper rash. Let me tell you why you don't want to buy these. Okay. This is going to be something you're more so going to be using on a baby that's like, you know, 
below seven months, newborn up until like seven months, okay? The reason why you don't wanna buy this is number one, you don't want your baby to get, be getting diaper rash, period. You wanna change their diaper regularly at that age because their skin is more sensitive at that age. You don't wanna have them in their diaper. You really wanna be changing their diaper every two to three hours. You don't want them, you know, in their little waist very long. You want to be in the habit of changing their diaper. And the number one way to prevent diaper rash is to change their diaper regularly. Okay. Now understand sometimes that is a little bit of a economic, you know, thing. You might not be able to afford diapers. You know, you don't want to go through them a lot. That I understand. What you can do is have your cheaper diapers, you know, for at home use that you can just kind of run through. And I'm talking like get the dollar store diapers just for that, you know, because you're at home, you know, it's not as big of a deal. And then you have like your huggies for when you're going out and about and you know, nothing's going to be coming out of those. I also really like the Costco diapers too, just FYI. Them bad boys are thick. I mean, they're like impenetrable, you know, they're really sturdy, some substance there. Really like those as well. So the other reason I'm saying not to buy any diaper rash cream is because I have actually found from my experience with both of my babies that the thing that works the best, even better than a diaper rash cream in the rare cases that they have gotten diaper rash is coconut oil, okay? Coconut oil is a natural antibacterial. Now my um, babies were both uh, what you call thick skin, you know, right from birth. So they did not have any developmental um, things off with their skin. You know, sometimes that happens if the baby, sometimes a premature baby, their skin just isn't thick as it normally is yet. That happens outside of the womb and that's okay. Mine had, you know, their thicker skin on right when they came out. So I really did not get that many diaper rashes with them. And then on top of it, the regular uh, changing of the diapers really does help with that, but sometimes it's inevitable. Sometimes if they have like, you know, maybe a little bit of diarrhea, something upset their stomach, they will still get a little bit of diaper rash from that. In those cases, let me tell you, you take your coconut oil. What I tell people to do is for sanitation purposes, take a little piece of tissue, put your hand in and scoop out some of the coconut oil, you only want to go in there one time, okay? You don't want to be double dipping, putting it on the baby's butt, and then going back and putting more on. Now you contaminated your coconut oil. You don't want to do that. So go in there with one, you know, scoop with uh, your toilet tissue. Just scoop it up on that tissue, and then you're going to take that tissue with the coconut oil on it and rub it on the baby's bottom okay and then you're going to leave their diaper off for just a little bit until that um, coconut oil absorbs into their skin once it absorbs into their skin put the diaper back on i guarantee you you give it three four hours that diaper rash is going to be completely disappeared okay so again that was my experience because my kids their skin was already good to go, you know, right away. It might be a little bit different if your skin, uh, baby skin is a little bit more sensitive for whatever reason, they may even have like baby eczema and things like that. Um, 
But the coconut oil, I'm telling you, is really, really nice. I like it because, again, it does have the antibacterial properties to it. So any bacteria living on that area is going to be killed. And then it also has a cooling and calming effect. So any irritation, anything inflamed is going to take all that redness right out of there. Okay. So that's just one. There's a couple other things um, that I'll release in some other videos, too, that are really great that are all natural to treat diaper rash. But coconut oil is absolutely my favorite and again it's a better use of your money because you can use it for multiple things you know once you get them out of the bath you get coconut put coconut oil all over the body as well as the bottom and things like that so it really is I love the coconut oil for any type of irritation on the bottom okay and be liberal with it so you know don't just put a teeny, teeny little bit, you know, I just kind of go a little heavy with it, you know, and let it soak in, let it do its thing. Bam. Okay. Um, next thing that I do not recommend buying is separate laundry detergent. Now, here's a workaround before you say, oh, no, you can't use regular Tide with the baby. Yeah, those, you know, surfactants are a little bit heavy, you know, for a baby, but so are the baby detergents like Dress and some of the other ones that, you know, are fragranced and have a heavy amount of perfume to them. Um, most babies are actually going to be fine, even if you use a scented detergent or if you don't. I, when my babies were first new, like that three months and under, I used um, detergents that did not have anything. So like a free and clear, you know, um, and there's several different brands that make those, but the detergents that were, you know, dye-free, perfume-free, low surfactants, all of that is what I sought out with my babies when they were below the three-month mark, really up until about like the six-month mark. I was pretty um, careful about the detergents that I use because I didn't want to cause any premature allergies or anything like that um, or any extra skin irritation that was just because of something that I was using. So I feel like the best thing to do instead of buying the drip, although you know, let's just be real. We all love the way that baby detergent smells. It smells so good. Like sometimes I use it on my regular clothes <laughs> just because it is a little bit more gentle and it does smell really good. So something like a little extra funky or even now in the toddler stage and like there's a little funky extra, I'll dump some draft on there, you know? So it's kind of a mixed pot with me. I just like to know what actually works and what's going to be the, the safest and healthiest, of course. But um, yeah, I really say from the early stages up until about six months, don't waste your money on um, the special baby laundry detergents. Just go ahead and get a nice free and clear formula. You know, um, uh, what's that one company? Uh, not Nature's Bounty. Oh man, it just flew out of my head. Um, anyway, there are several companies that make the free and clear and you'll see it like when you pour it out of the tube, it's completely clear. That's what you want. Um, Tide makes a free and clear. Um, Ajax makes a free and clear. You know, um, there's some higher end companies like Honest Company, of course, has those theirs um, as well. So shop around and find a free and clear formula that will work for you and your baby's needs. But again, the most important thing is you want to use something that is fragrance free and scent free, and you can buy it 
big and in bulk, and then you can use it on everybody's clothes. So again, now, instead of buying a regular big people laundry detergent and then turn around and spend another $19 on the baby detergent, you could just get a bigger free and clear detergent and use that free and clear for your clothes, the baby clothes, everybody's clothes, and nobody's getting the extra perfumes and the extra chemicals and all that stuff. So especially during those, um, you know, newborn times, you kind of want everything just very natural, very light, very clean, no extra when you have the new baby in the home anyway, right? Um, okay, the next thing on the list is the diaper genie. Boy, oh boy. I have a lot to say about the diaper genie. And the sad part is, is that when I, you know, was registering for the diaper genie stuff, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We got a special receptacle just for diapers. And this is great because now we won't have like poop in our regular trash can. So that'll be cool. Actually, it wasn't. Now, let me tell you why it wasn't. It wasn't cool because guess what? The diaper genie just piles up poopy and PPE diapers and all of that stuff together gets more stinky much faster. What works best is just have a little small trash can, maybe in the baby's room or wherever, put it in there and take it out. Honestly, what we do is we take the baby, like if there's a poopy diaper, we just take it out right then. It's much better because guess what? That stinky diaper stinks. You don't want that thing hanging around. Like those newborn diapers, you know, like right when they get to around like three months, four months, they become like toxic waste, man. They smell, they, yeah, they will get you out of your own place. They smell so bad. So you don't want it. So again, you know, the diapers get smelly really fast. So you want to get them out right away. And I think you don't realize that until you actually have the baby and you're like, man, these diapers really stink. I want them out of here right away. So that usually ends up being your husband's job. You're like, hey, I just changed the baby. It was a poopy diaper. I need you to go ahead and take that out. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, you know, maybe late at night and you're just like, I just need it out. So depending on how your place is set up, your poor husband may be like, like, man, I didn't realize this was going to be part of my job duties, but guess what? It is. That's a way he can help mommy and mommy doesn't go insane. So yeah, definitely not the diaper genie. Again, it just piles up a bunch of baby waste and you don't want to do that. Although it does say on the packaging that, you know, you can't smell anything through the container. I hate to say it, and it could just be because my nose is extra sensitive. You know, this is something that I've heard from my family members and my husband, of course. Like, you can smell anything 10 miles away. I can still smell through the diaper genie. So if you can still smell those diapers through the diaper genie, please drop me a line because I would really like to make sure I'm not the only one whose nose is that sensitive that I can still smell a dirty diaper through the diaper genie. But for me... It didn't work. So that's the other reason why. And I feel bad because I don't like to slam products. I really don't, you guys. Like, I'm not trying to, for some people, it may work. You know, maybe if you have a bigger home or what have you, it may work. Or maybe your, your nose isn't as sensitive. 
Um, but for me, it didn't work. My nose is very sensitive. I don't like icky smells. That's something. And as a mom, I've really had to adjust because the poop thing is a big deal for me. Don't want to smell it. Don't. Yeah. Even now I'm like, Hey, let's keep the smells down. Okay. So, and that's also because, um, when I had my newborns, you know, I still had like, um, after sickness, you know, after my pregnancy. So smells really affected me. They still do. If something doesn't smell right, I'm really unhappy. So I could not stand the diaper genie. I want to say we probably had the diaper genie in our house for about a week and a half. And we tossed that thing out so fast, it wasn't even funny. So don't waste your money on it. You don't need that. Just put it right on in your little mini trash can, you know, like a little trash can you get for your bathroom, what have you. Maybe just pick up an extra one of those, put your little, you know, maybe if it's a couple PP diapers, they don't smell, you know, that you can let those be in there a day or so and then they don't smell. But the poopy ones, we just take a separate little bag, separate little bag. You could even get like um, those little bags they have them at the dollar store that you people use who have dogs and they pick up their poop with them. Those work perfect for disposing quickly of a poopy diaper. You just pick it up, tie it up in there and then take it right out. And it has its own little bag and it gets gone quickly, just immediately when the baby goes poopies. And then your house isn't stinking and smelly, you know, and everything. You don't want that and everything, okay? So, the last one on the list, the number one thing that I feel you don't have to buy, and again, this can be different for everybody, but this is just what I would like to share, some things that I don't feel is worth wasting your money on, is a changing table, okay? You don't need it. Let me tell you why I decided against. This was actually when I had my first baby, I made this, you know, I took this stance. I was like, I am not buying a changing table. I don't need that. And I'm glad I did because number one, they take up a lot of space. Not everybody has these lavish homes that you see on some YouTube channels or on TV or whatever. You know, that was not our setup and everything. And I don't like a lot of clutter and I don't like things that are big and I can only use it for one purpose. And a changing table is something that as soon as the baby is out of diapers, you're not going to use it anymore, you know, because it's got the thing on the top. It's not something you could really, now some of them do come off and then they become like the baby's dresser. I don't like dressers. That's a whole nother thing. I have another video on that. You could go back and look at some of my other podcasts and videos and see why I don't do dressers. But um, for me, it's just not a functional piece of furniture that is progressional that I could use like really throughout the child's, you know, while they're in the little baby stage or, or toddler stage or big kid stage, okay? So that was one reason I decided against getting a changing table. Another reason is because a lot of times, you know, you just need more space to change the baby than what the changing table provides. I wanted a bigger surface area because I was more nervous as a new mom. I did not want to drop my baby. I actually had nightmares about my baby falling off of something or me dropping it. You know, I was like very, you know, tight on the baby, not dropping it. And I just feel like a changing table, even if it has the guardrails around, it's just too elevated to, um, to be safe. And that's just me, you know, I just feel like 
you know, we have the newborn, sure, the, the changing table is a little bit more convenient because it's a little bit more elevated, but guess what? For me, it's not the safest option. I want that baby lower to the ground, especially when they get to that squirmy stage, so that in the event that they do flip out of my hand or something, they're close to the ground and not way up here where you know, they could do damage and things like that. I also have some nurse friends that um, worked in the ER at the time, and they said that they did see a lot of babies coming in because they fell off the changing table. So once I heard that, I was like, okay, no changing table in this house. We're not doing that in here. Uh -uh. So um, let me tell you what I do do instead of the changing table. So what I did do is I did go out and get the big, soft, cushy changing pad. It's just a pad. They have them at Walmart. They're about $15. And they even have a little like seatbelt little hook that you could hook together, kind of give keep them in place too. And that was excellent because I could put it on my bed and it's fully plastic and it's cushy lined and it even comes up on the sides and conforms to the baby. Um, and it it gave me something really stable to sit on my bed. And then again, I have underneath that the whole wide surface area of my bed. So if the baby were to just flip off of that little changing, soft cushy changing pad, well then they're just on my bed you know, and my bed wasn't as high as the changing table would be. So I felt more comfortable with that option. So again, if there was a poopy diaper to change up, poop never got on my bed, not with two of my babies, because I always had that pad. The other thing I liked about that pad is that I could move it through the house. So let's say I was uh, playing with the babies in the living room, you know, doing the, doing the, the tummy time in the living room or you know maybe we were having lunch or whatever play time in the living room i could say oh the baby has a dirty diaper i just go get the changing pad matter of fact i had one changing pad in my living room and one in the back of the house so that no matter wherever no matter where i was at i could just grab the changing pad and put it on the baby so if i was in the living room i would grab it lay it right down on my couch and then the baby's in the changing pad, there's no spill. Even a couple of times she pee peed on it, no problem because the pad was so thick, it took everything. And I could wash it really good, let it hang up to dry, you know, really, really good option instead of the changing pad because then every time you have to change the baby, you have to go to that location to change the baby versus with the changing pads, you know, if you're in a living room, if you're downstairs and you want to change the baby, well, you don't have to go upstairs because you got your changing pad downstairs, you know, so and vice versa. So I really feel like the changing table is um, something that you don't need. If you choose to get one, hey, more power to you. You know, it is a common thing. It comes with the whole like baby bedroom set. So if you have one, great. But if you don't have one and you're on the fence about getting one or if you can't afford one, know that you don't even need it. It's extra. It's a nice extra item to have if that's your thing, but you really don't need it and I feel like the changing pads do a great job of you know addressing what you need to do which is just change the baby and it makes it comfortable and convenient for you and for the baby so I hope that these tips have been helpful I hope that this list of five things that you don't need are things that you're able to sit back and say you know what I actually don't need those things um if you feel that I'm being absolutely ridiculous too hey, maybe send me a private DM and be like, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not, 
yeah but for me it works and um you know i'm always going to be coming at you at the standpoint of how to save your money and what is actually the most practical thing so i feel like this is money saving and practical for most people so Thank you so much for listening, Work It Mommy. I hope you have enjoyed this information. Have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode.